developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to their St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right? He used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs> oh, Luke! You oh, good. It's a Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson. Where it's the almost the hottest day of the year, uh, and you're listening to two hot boys uh, talk about some seriously hot topics. And uh, <laughs> Luke, I think, has been to Hot Topic, the American uh, kinky goth store uh, for hipsters, and he's wearing what can only be described as a Popeye the Sailor man hat. Captain's hat, yeah. I got Captain's it when hat. I went to the Norfolk Broads for uh, these when I'm on the old when I'm on the steering wheel. Did you, you actually? It? You look like um, yeah. the uh, the late nineties uh, Kazar um, uh, Napster uh, porn star um, uh, Captain Stabbing. You look like that man. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Like, when you just man, said those random words one after the other, horrible, I have no idea where you're just going. Just a horrible in the late nineties and the early noughties where you, people would just download like random little clips of pornography. And I don't hate to start the show like this. This is how I always start the show. Start I'm a filth monster, before, yeah. exactly. Uh, we're not talking about fishers in bums or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah well, uh, well, Captain Stabbing. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure he's, <laughs> sure he's fishing a few in his time. Uh, but he is. Uh, I, I don't really know what his vibe was. I don't really know what his thing. He always seemed to be on a boat uh, and it's a disgusting uh, name to have uh, but you look like that man a man of advancing years uh, who's, who runs a, some kind of pornographic enterprise that I remember from the uh, 90s awful awful yeah, stuff I don't, uh, that's not, I don't do that no um, but uh, it's a good captain's hat it's solid yeah, it solid. cost me 
cost me like a pound, I think, off of uh, the internet. Um, <laughs> you got it, it fits off my the head internet. It fits fire. my head perfectly. Like normally, you can't buy um, hats up that fit me, but this fits me hit me head perfectly. So, so you did think, buy it for a, for a time shot. away. You did buy it for a time away. You yeah, bought I told it you, on I the bought internet. It for a, we went on the North Broads. Is that was that allowed? Your partner that you have access to that shot me with that was she? <laughs> I don't think she particularly likes me wearing it around the house. I think she thinks it looks ridiculous, but I've only just popped it on for the show. But can I just yeah. say to our listeners, I mean, as Pete, you've already referenced, it's very hot today. Mm. Um, and I've, I'm, I'm recording from home mm. because um, you've been on holiday, so we had to record today. This is the day before, so this is Sunday. Um, well, we were so recording hot. last week, weren't we? But um, yeah. you'd neglected to charge your MacBook, which meant our, our recording time was a little later. Uh, so this recording... That, that, look, that's, not how I, sounds... that's not how I remember it. But <laughs> Anyway, the point being that the window's open because it's so hot. So if people can hear, like, I don't know, people walking past outside or the occasional noisy motorbike going past, I mm. apologise for that. I understand sound quality in podcasts is important. Yeah. But also, I don't want to, you know, Overheat, so you need to bear that yes. in mind. I'm a man of a certain age, of a certain BMI. You need to bear that in mind. <laughs> I'm surprised you've got any I left or B. Oh no, M. <laughs> I picked two of them that were mass. incorrect, and then the third one. I'm surprised you got any mass left because uh, you went on a fucking great big walk yesterday. Oh yeah. I want to hear about your car boot sales social on this morning because you were up with the sparrows. You were up at the crack of a sparrow's fart, as my mate's dad used to say. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, yeah, I went on a big walk yesterday. Um, it was a friend of mine's birthday, and he's got a... Um, and me and a few of my friends like to do little celebrations for each other yeah. for birthdays. But he's got a hev- heavily pregnant wife at the moment, so he can't really go far or do much. So we had to keep it refined to within one day in London... Right, and so we went for a big long walk around uh, mostly central London and West London, visiting a load of different musical landmarks that the guys had researched themselves. So mm. actually, like, weirdly enough, I know West London seems a bit of a kind of cultural desert these days, and it's not really fashionable. It's full of posh people. More yeah. on that later, um, um, because we've got an email about you, Peter. Uh-oh. Anyway, um, it, it, back in the day, it's incredible how central and how West like big musicians were residing, were doing their thing, and it was kind of doable, right? So for them back in the 60s, say, back in the 60s and 70s, because London was such a different place. So for example, um, there was um, a band called... Have you heard of a band called the Walker Brothers? I think I may have put them on a... Are they sort of a recent band? So it's no, they're big, recent. massive in the oh. 60s, oh, and they were like a really big that. kind of like... I don't know, like... Um, they were kind of they were so so basically in the 60s when all these British bands came over to the US the British invasion they were like a US pop band that went the other way and became quite big in Britain for a bit anyway Scott Walker mm. went on to do some other stuff that's not the point the oh point yes is, I know Scott Walker that's right yeah okay so the point is they, they came across to, the, to London um, they were from California I think so they had no idea what London was all about this is just an example I'm giving to the listeners as, as to why it's interesting I think and and um it's just like I don't know what year it was I'm going to guess probably late 60s mm. they all of them get sent over by the record label to stay in London they sort out their digs and stuff um, they're all staying in a two a split level um, um, apartment mm. in on, Onslow Gardens 
which is now Oligarchs Row in Chelsea. <laughs> right, and it was five okay. pounds a month at the time, according <laughs> to the report. It was five pounds a month. Uh, and we went there to see what it was like. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like Jimmy <laughs> Hendry used to live on Hanover Street, which is, I think, yeah. off of um, Bond Street. You know, there's yeah. loads. So, that, that, so we went, walked around Central West London. Anyway, it was obviously hellishly hot yesterday as well. But I managed to rack up 43,000 steps. Right, okay. That's, My feet are in pieces this morning. That seems like a lot. And you're a, you're a walker, you're a runner, you're a, um, you know, a street beater, so to speak. I can move when I have to. You can move when you have to. And uh, that, is an, that seems like an astonishing amount of steps. What, like, what are we talking yeah. like calorie-wise? What does that kind of see you? So I think I burned in total across the day yesterday, according to the old Garmin, hmm. which I would recommend. I know some people always say, oh, other stuff's available. Look, I'd recommend hmm. the Garmin. The, Garmin's, the Garmin Vivo Act is a great bit of kit. That's what yeah. I use. It told me over the course of the day yesterday, all in from you know midnight to midnight, mm. I think I ended up burning like 5,200 calories or something. That's wild. Absolutely wild. Yeah. And that's so kind of like... what would be the normal, probably. So, so when you sort of look at how many calories you burn every day, and if you are eating less than that, um, that means you're losing weight, presumably. Correct. So calorie deficit is essentially the only way you lose weight. So all these different diets and all these different things you do, it just comes down okay, to whether you're in calorie deficit vinegar, or not. Drinking the vinegar. <laughs> yeah, get the apple cider vinegar down, you mate. That, that's the only, that's the only cheat that, 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 that yeah, really world-leading expert nutritionists know of. The mm-hmm. only treat is a shot of apple cider vinegar a couple of times a day. Are you? Are you? You sound a bit down, Luke. Uh, did you have a, <clears> a tipple last night? To, to I had a couple of drinks. I'm not down. Right, okay. I'm not down. You sound I'm a bit down. Really, I'm really tired. I'm really um, actually quite hot, but I'm fine. Look, I, just, I'll, 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 if you want me to bring the energy, I will. I, tell me about I'm the just, car boot sale. Tell me about I'm the diving saying. helmet because this is what the people want to know about. You look like a sad Popeye. That's all. I just, I'm getting <laughs> a vibe. You're wearing you're wearing a sailor's hat, and you just sound a bit down, yeah. like you've like you've lost some of your passengers or something. Like you're, yeah, the, well, you, you know, you're you're still on deck. I can imagine Popeye. A very on. irresponsible sea captain. I'll be totally honest. He's always going off, getting sidetracked. Yeah. He, I mean, I don't think. To be honest, if I'm getting if I'm getting ready for a voyage on a boat, mm. if I find out the captain's got a nemesis, I probably don't want to get on the boat because <laughs> I'm going to get I'm going to get kind of drawn into. I'm going to get I? drawn into this. Yeah. He's yeah. Gonna, when you're at sea, you know, the only friends you've got are the people on deck, and and if your your main captain guy is is you know he's, he's trying to fend off the attentions of Bluto. Uh, who's, who, who else has he got as an ally? A, a woman exactly. with literal poles for arms, a baby, yeah. and a man who wants to eat hamburgers all day. Unbelievable. Oh, and, I'm, and I'm involved in this. Oh, what? The, the quite big, fat, pasty, like shit version of Jack Black? I'm definitely dying. I'm definitely <laughs> dying there. I'll probably be the first one to go. So I'm not going anywhere near Popeye. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Um, Tell me about your car boot sale. Car boot sale. Uh, got up, did what I did last time, went to the Dunton car boot sale. Big fucking city. It's like Glastonbury. I sent you a video. It's massive. Absolutely massive it is. But, it, but, it's, but you know Glastonbury, I found that the other day, it's got 100 stages. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's they so must be counting anything as a stage, though, surely. It's also the, it becomes the fourth biggest conurbation in the West Country every time it's on, apparently. Okay, anyway, carry right. on. I see. How many people um, are there? How many people, because I'm just wondering, you are prone to hyperbole on this, how yeah. many people cars were actually there in your estimation? You know I can't... Basically, there was big, long rows of car booty stuff, and the rows went on for ages, but there were about 30 rows all in. All in. It's a massive fucking field. Absolutely huge. Was it better than Glastonbury? 
For me, yes. Uh, <laughs> Much better. Because nobody's selling old IMAX at Glastonbury, are they? Um, no, it's true, actually. I went over I went over listening to, uh, I promised myself, I said, you know what, I haven't listened to for ages. You're the sort of person who goes back and retrospectively listens to classic albums. Uh, this isn't a classic album, but, you know, comparatively, I guess sure. people... Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, my first band I ever watched uh, live, uh, Manson's Attack of the Grey Lantern. Oh, yeah, um, people love that record. They do love that record, and, and I read some unsavory things about that band uh, recently that... Can't, won't really go into because I can't remember them to be honest uh, and that is how you should approach these stories oh, it's, no, it's not a libel reason guys it's just Pete can't remember he can't remember so, I'd, I'd yeah. stick two feet on him if I could I can't remember bloody <laughs> thing um, or if there were no unsavory things I'm sure it's fine but let's face it most bands I think in this day and age are probably fucking shitting themselves about the things they've done um, hmm. <laughs> in the past um, the uh, I uh, listened to Tiger Relenton on the way in and I was um, surprised how fucking pedestrian it all was <laughs> I was really surprised how very off the peg so was indeed, it quite one note it just sounded like when I sort of sat it just sounded a bit Stone Rosie it just sounded a bit kind of like if Hang Landfill on. Indie existed back in the 90s Landfill Britpop it sounded a bit like that and all that interested me in them is that they wore a bit of eyeliner and they mm. extended their songs out to seven minutes which really did not need to happen so yeah I, I was I was a big fan of Manson uh, and continued to be so throughout the 90s uh, but listening back to that I was I, I was very surprised at how so how the sort of music I wouldn't usually listen to I'm like yeah I, I don't like this <laughs> as much so I, I've I, I kind of I, I don't know the record that well I haven't listened to it for a long time I remember yeah. the, some, the, the big songs off it I know it came out around 96 probably 96 97 tax loss wide open space stripper Vic and then I think on the next yeah. one, Being a Girl was very good. Yeah. But so Wild Up Space was the big that, single. Mm. Tax Loss was a single where they went and did that famous video at Liverpool Street Station, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I kind of remember a bit about them. It, look, they, they, what I find about that whole Britpop era is there are the, the bands that have aged well are probably the ones you don't necessarily expect. So. Mm. For me, and this is just a personal opinion, obviously, I'm not kind of, kind of music critic or whatever, but for me, <clears throat> excuse me, the ones that have aged the best are like, to, the standout ones are Supergrass. Mm. Uh, they've aged really well. Their mm. music still sounds really good. Super Furry Animals, their stuff sounds amazing still. And um, wouldn't really class this as Britpop, but everyone was obsessed with them in, in the Britpop era. Um, Beta Band, their stuff sounds yes. amazing now. To me, Beta Band are one of the best British bands ever. Uh, mm. The other stuff, a lot of it is very kind of... Um, very kind of pedestrian as you say and a great example of that would be a bit later on just before, around 2001 there's a really I feel like there's a really key kind of crossover movement in um, in music in I suppose in Britain but in the US as well but contextually it's in Britain yeah. 2001 in February at the Astoria um, Strokes play their very first London gig so their first, on that tour their first UK gig is at the Wedge of Rooms in Portsmouth but mm. their first London gig is the Astoria on the bill uh, are also my vitriol and, and you will know us by the trailer dead who are headlining my vitriol my vitriol the really I think my vitriol the really key cornerstone of the point I'm trying to make here which is that my vitriol were massively courted they got a massive record deal for a huge amount of money they made a record called Fine Lines with mm. Always Your Way as the lead single it's Banger. quite good stuff but then what happened was they were just a victim of circumstance. The Strokes put this record out, which completely changed music. Everyone decided that they actually now loved something that was completely different, and that set the, the, the benchmark mm. for the rest of what followed. And my virtual was just left behind. Yeah. And it's to, through no fault of their own. So I think sometimes 
different styles of music could just go out of fashion instantly because people get obsessed with something and yeah. that's what happened with the strokes so maybe it's not Manson's fault is what I'm saying yeah but I mean it's certainly uh, my vitriol's fault for having such a handsome lead singer um, I don't think you can read oh, he was really he, he was and is unbelievably a beautiful good man. looking unbelievably good yeah. looking just, just too distracting I think <laughs> but I just he, I think I, Sorry, go Ricky, on. go on. No, go you on. go on. Fuck it right, You started right, fine. it. You're All right. Well, Joe, I was just saying that, like, I just saying that where Manson would wear eyeliner, uh, I, uh, I criticise people like Youngblood, uh, you know, the... the, the yeah, but the he's just the man. world's most thick, boring bloke. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's the problem with him. He's not interesting, is he? It's really so surface level, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I think I was sucked in with Manson, though. Was Manson my, uh, you know, 1998's Youngblood? I don't know. I just don't know, Luke. I think that's harsh. Okay. Right. I also think that, that, that Manson, all of them looked exactly like Delays, and Delays were obviously later, and mm. for me, a lot better. But mm. that's a different argument. Anyway, how, was the, car, how was the car boot sale? Uh, the, car, the, uh, the car boot sale was uh, excellent. I, uh, I, got, I did my usual thing where I got way too excited. Uh, I woke up way too early, like, you know, quarter to six, because I was just so excited about going to the car boot. I'd had about five hours sleep, uh, and then I uh, drove over, I had a cup of coffees, felt a bit sick and overwhelmed halfway through uh, and then and then sort of managed to sort of rally add a burger <laughs> what a morning uh, and, and, and a bit of sun <laughs> and a weird bit of sunburn at like nine o'clock in the morning I've got a bit of sunburn already and it's not even nine o'clock and uh, and I bought a massive fucking diving helmet and a uh, how an much old, an old telly from uh, from Russia uh, right. I think the, the download was 35 and the uh, telly oh my god I, I actually looked on eBay I saw the little model number I was like I'll type that in to eBay and obviously this version was boxed on eBay the thing on eBay was like 85, 90 quid he wanted it uh, and this guy sold it to me for 5 quid I was like yes a bargain bargain hunt with Doddleson at 7 yeah, o'clock in the nice. morning wonderful but you're red instead of brown like David Dickinson but <laughs> P- Peter the thing I think that our listeners will share this situation share this kind of opinion yeah. so I like for me it's a great fit for your personal brand that you go to car boot sales I think that works I think what the problem is is that you are clearly someone who is not at all comfortable with haggling over prices yeah. yep, 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 so yep. how do you overcome that Oh, by paying over the odds uh, every time. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing I just, that for? I just, I love car boots, but I am ill at ease with talking to the big boys who have tattoos. Uh, the bigger boys, yeah. Bigger You've boys got tattoos, are, uh, though. Get them out. Yeah, but bigger, bo- bigger boys have got bigger, you know, bigger, bigger messages on their tattoos. <laughs> bigger, me- yeah. bigger metaphors, messages. A lot of eagles. A lot of, lot of mom stuff. Mum and dad. A lot of mum and dads. Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, yeah. lot of drawings of pit bulls and stuff. Yeah, bigger boys. Yeah. yeah. So you, the bigger boys mean that you won't say, "Do you mind taking a couple of quid less for this?" Even though, yeah, because because I know British people don't like haggling. Mm. I'm not that person, but British people don't like haggling. But the one place you can do it in Britain is there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they expect it. They encourage it. Uh, and yet, I don't give them the satisfaction of the. They probably get a lot out of having a little bit of a squabble over some cash, don't they? They probably I like. I think they prefer the money. Like. I think they, they prefer, prefer the money. money. <laughs> so they're they're very happy to see you, mate. I don't give them what they want. You do. You give them fucking double what they want. <laughs> Danny Warbucks is here. Uh, so yeah, yeah. no. So, uh, look, as uh, trips go, I also bought some t-shirts uh, because I have become of uh, fathering age. I think <laughs> it's just I am yeah. very much buying. T-shirts uh, in bulk at the car boot. Beautiful. It's great stuff. It's a fantastic way to spend a Sunday morning. And the thing it's about solid. it is now, we're, we're recording this as early as feasible. Mm. 
because of the weather, but mm. you've already feel like you've probably packed quite a lot into the day. Was it was it actually really warm at six this morning as well? Yeah, it was like, insanely warm. It was absolutely That's insane. crazy, isn't it? I was going to go and clean. There's a, a at the garage near my house, and this is very domestic and very boring, but I hope you uh, enjoy. I think uh, that shit might have already sailed. <laughs> Me, my t uh, The um, uh, sort of uh, at, at, at the uh, at the at the at the garage around the corner, they've got this machine where it's basically a pressure washer, uh, a big box, and you can do your own car wash. And I don't like other people washing my car. I find that very. I feel like I'm being waited on, um, uh, and it's kind of psychologically like, a very interesting man. You are the profile of you psychologically is so interesting. Carry on. Yeah, it's it, you know, yeah, it's a it, it, yeah, it's a, a, a yeah, it's weird. Um, but uh, that's a problem with that. Um, so I like to clean my own car with this pressure washer. But this massive sinkhole, this massive sinkhole's opened up underneath the bit where the pressure washer is. <laughs> Imagine what? if I'd driven into that with my little Fiat. Unbelievable. Tell us more about that. It's just a big fucking hole, Luke. And they've like how big. A, a, literally as big as the pressure washer kind of little uh, um, are they doing anything about it what's going on yeah well there's part, part I don't know how do you sort of fix a sinkhole I don't know I'd throw a lot of sand down there I guess but uh, yeah shocking. I don't think that's shocking. how you fix it I think you I, fix it by throwing a bit of sand down there Lukey right who's got some there. sand get it down there mate <laughs> how, how can you how can you possibly think this is a, not an interesting conversation. It's a sinkhole. You've seen a sinkhole. Yeah, but it's not like... It, it wasn't like a massive sinkhole Massive sinkhole that takes down a house. It was just a little sinkhole uh, where it's something has well, That's how they start, isn't it? Into a hole. From, from I know, I know. Wow. It's just from stunning Acorns. stuff. Let, listen, let's have a quick break. When we come yeah. back, we're going to continue this conversation. So bear with us one second. We'll be back in okay. just a little bit after this. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Hello, <laughs> it's the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. John by Luke Moore. Hope you enjoyed those advert-tory Earls. Lukey Moore, what do you want to yeah. talk about in the second half? I know we've got emails I, and stuff, I, but do you want to have a little chat I, about I this? Like, I, liked, I liked the idea of just dropping an email, dropping an advert in there in the yeah. middle of the conversation, seeing if the listeners noticed. Yeah. But I actually think our responsibility is, is ultimately to our advertisers. Uh, so um, yeah. they would appreciate that because they'll get more people listening to the ads because the people listening won't know the ads because I've just pulled it out of the bag and chucked it in there as quickly as possible. Right, okay. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. I think so. Our numbers are going to be better because of that. Cause <laughs> our of that numbers move. are going to be better. Yeah, do you reckon? Yeah. I think if we, uh, I think the advertisers, that's definitely what they want. Uh, chat about pressure washers and car boots. I mean, I think more the ABC One uh, demographic are just going to be absolutely champing, 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 champing at the bit to uh, to, uh, to, to, to to grab a slice of that hot yeah. chat pie. Well, I, I, I think it's the Luke and Pete show does well commercially because we can talk with absolutely no authority on every Everything. subject. Everything, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, spe- speaking of that, you know people got the arsehole about two months ago because that Piers Morgan advert, which we have no control over, by the way. But, yeah. but as, I said, as I said at the time, yeah, look at it this way. Piers Morgan, whoever runs his business, runs his stuff, has given us money mm. that we can then reinvest into our company to make mm. great podcasts while also slagging off Piers Morgan it's great like it works well yeah. it's very I subversive mean, I, mean, I, th- I think technically we can opt out but if we're not told what's happening we can't really opt out <laughs> and, and I don't think Piers Morgan has really got to that but I don't kind want to of, opt out I don't care kind of, that, I, 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 yeah. I, don't want, I, I want to opt out of you know some stuff, but I don't want to opt out of the fact that Piers Morgan is just a fucking knob. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a principle to live your life by, is it? No. Look, if I'm, you don't I'm, like it, don't listen to it. He's a dickhead. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm happy to say that on the show, he's a knob. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to it. But what I do want you to do is I want you to listen to what I'm about to say about him because the, the run up to this conversation was that. But the whole point was going to be: Did you see him standing holding a pig, talking on the telly? I did. What was that, what was that about exactly? What, so, what was that so about then? I think. So I'm, I'm going to put myself in the mind of the production meeting. Mm. I've been in many production meetings, as I'm sure you have, for different reasons. I think what they've gone for, because his intro was about the fact that Boris Johnson is a greased piglet and keeps getting uh, out of situations. Okay, right. And so the intro, he did a load of puns. Is he going to save his bacon? Blah, blah, blah. But I think what he's under, sort of misunderstood is that that's not a well-known enough phrase. No, I agree. I completely People agree. don't really say that, particularly yeah. these days. Oh, I've never heard in a casual conversation someone say to me, oh, how did so-and-so get on? Mm. And they got out of it, and I said, oh, yeah, like a, he's like a greased piglet. It doesn't happen. So he's <laughs> overestimated. He's over-egged the pudding, yeah. and no one really knows what the pudding is anyway. Mm. And so as a result, he's just standing on telly um, holding a little piglet, blessed a little piglet. By the way... The only saving grace, of course, is what, Pete? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, p- uh, he gets to eat that pig at the end of the day? I don't know. What? No, 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 no one's watching his show, is it? Oh, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it speaks to our advert. You got a lot more. Listen, trust me, I know this. You get a lot more freedom to execute your ideas when no one, there's no audience. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, yeah. Oy, oy, oy. Well, do never mind. He did, it, did he do it on purpose to go viral? Do you think for precisely this reason? Uh, now, you, what, do you reckon he's thrashing around in the mud, so to speak, like a pig, uh, just trying to sort of yeah, maybe he's trying to find uh, angles to, uh, to to get a bit of um, anything kind of absurd gets you clicks, I suppose, these days. And half the time, and half the stupid and ridiculous things that happen on on, on UK television are designed in this way. And I'm fairly certain there'll yeah. be one person who works on the show who writes these kind of like you know. Orchestrates these little kind of happenstances, and and, and 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 that's how they go viral, and that's how you get noise, and that's how you become characters, and that's how you ultimately make money. So, I yeah, we are constantly being played, uh, and it's it's very but, but sad. I don't think, so, Bring so, back Guy Gorma. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was that. What doesn't that feel like a really like um, yeah quaint time now? It feels like the fifties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but on, on that on that note there about generating kind of controversy for the sake of it, and mm. I might be in the minority here, but I mm. certainly think in podcasting, um, that doesn't really work, and nor should it work. And I have I have conversations all the time. I was at an agency talking to, to them about some of their clients, perhaps doing some new shows last week, 
and um, they were talking about different ways of marketing and doing all this, this kind of stuff you're talking about, but not in such a kind of egregious way. Mm. And I was of the opinion then, and I'm on the, of the opinion now, you've got to get the show right. Because mm. people, you, you're not gonna, people aren't going to stick around for more than like 10 minutes if it's not good. Yeah. No matter I, how they're funneled into it. I hear a lot of like adverts for, for shows where it's like, hello, person I wouldn't necessarily have heard of, but probably presumably has a bit of profile. Um, please, and like, well, just, you know, not even any kind of background music. It just sounds like they've been recorded on their phone. Hello there, this is so-and-so, so-and-so. Um, I'm going to do uh, a, a show about... Um, something uh, and and I'm going to be talking to some great guests and it's just like it's the same idea isn't it over and over again it's just I'm going yeah. to talk to some great guests and, and after 10 episodes we're really going to gas out my friends and my black book and we're going to have to stress out finding you know whoever's on the fucking promo trail and, and no yeah, one's we'll really stop. creating anything and then the show will just stop and you know it's <clears> the end of the season and, and, and yeah. it won't happen again so it, the, yeah. this, it's the same idea over and over again and you know we, we're obviously uh, trying to find new ways of, of doing Doing podcast because that's kind of our that's our bread and butter that's our business um, and yeah. I you know and, and we've obviously kind of uh, thought well th- you know th- these kind of basic ideas don't really work anymore I don't think uh, and we have to be sort of a bit more creative but good God yeah they're, it's it, they're just keep keeping on going aren't they <laughs> what, what? and I think we've been we've been in podcasts for so long I've been two thousand seven you've been since two thousand five so we, I think I think you won't like me saying this Peter so just mm. forgive me mm. we are able to speak with a little bit of authority on it because we've been doing it for so long and because mm. we've got so many episodes under our belt. Mm. And it is a bit different for us, I think, because we're not known outside of... Well, I'm certainly not known outside of this space, I suppose. But but the point I was going to make... I wanted to say that preamble so it doesn't come across as hypocritical because I genuinely right. do think it's different. I feel like there must be some kind of cabal somewhere contained of, like, 15 comedians and their agents, and they just rotate. Mm. Like, I'm not, I don't know the guy personally. Um, you know, I'm sure he's nice. I've never met him. Have I met him? I don't think I have. I don't know him anyway. But, like, I just don't understand how anyone, other than a really cynical attempt just to blatantly make money because there's some kind of launch sponsor involved, mm. um, someone like Josh Whittacombe, he just he, he released another podcast series like about two weeks ago. Mm. He's it's- already done about four. And every single one of them is him <laughs> and one other comedian talking about something... Yeah, in the same way. Is it kind of and and here's what I would say is, and I listen to them because it's part of my job, and I think this is so unimaginative and so lazy. And I spoke to someone who I'm not going to name, who's got a really big profile in broadcasting, I've mm. known for a long time, and I said to him, to them, what's the deal here? I was having lunch with him. I said, what's the deal here? What do you think about this? Is it me just being a cynical old prick, or you know what's going on? And 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 they said to me. Well, obviously it's shit. And I said, well, why? And they said, well, because look at how much work they're doing. They've got no time to put any effort into all the different things because they're doing so many things. Mm. It's almost a bit like a touring juggle act, juggling act. Yeah. They go to a different place, they do the juggling, and everyone goes, well, that's good, it's good at juggling, you have some yeah. money. And they go to the next place. Mm. There's, there's no thought into the act. It's the same thing over and over again with no time put into it. But for some reason, and, it, and I'm not bitter about this because we do very well and we're very, very happy doing what we're doing, but for, I think the public deserve better. But for some reason, the public don't think they deserve better and the shows are already popular. <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting phenomenon, well, I think. It, it was kind of like the same kind of, it's like that, um, uh, you sort of see the same off-the-curb avalanche on acts just kind of like mm-hmm. doing doing in the round and I, it was a show advertised who's that uh, I forget her name American uh, uh, stand up uh, blonde uh, Catherine Ryan Catherine Ryan is doing a TV show where good god she was 
the advert was, um, you know, watch my new show where uh, if you've ever wanted to go backstage at a comedy gig, I was thinking, oh, fuck yeah, is that? Is her? off, fuck yeah. off, do I want to do that? Yeah. It's fucking yeah. miserable. Trudge it, a, lo- yeah. a load of fucking blogs backstage complaining with, you know, a yeah. couple of women chucked in the there as well. Like, doing better oh, yeah, than it's just good <laughs> God. And maybe it's changed a little bit because there's a bit more work to go around. But goodness me, you know, the rare occasion that I've sort of been up to Edinburgh and sort of hung out with kids all they fucking do is whine about the fucking job can I, can I just say in Catherine's defence Peter that she I believe she's Canadian not American sorry like apologies so, was, that, was yeah. that all you had to say about me slating the concept I agree the with everything else you said but I think she deserves to be to have her nationality but again the, 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 you're <laughs> right. right though these people are just spread too thin it's, it's why like everyone's breakout tour is amazing when it comes to introducing themselves to, 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 to the um, to, to the populace and then like the next year they, they don't really have a show because they've not had time to fucking write and all of her experiences have been you know backstage at Mock the Week they've not had a chance to have a domestic yeah. life to, to, to talk about anything that's um, that, that, that's going to be in any way yeah, exactly. applicable to anyone's and look, life look, look you and I you and I did a show we, sit to, we chat because we're pals and, and that's just how it's been that's how it's evolved organically and it's been going for five years or whatever I think it's you know it's like, I think it's different I mean people may say it's hypocritical and it's not different I, I think it is um, and I also think Stack are pushing podcasting boundaries in a big way like Boom and, and Jackie and, and Eureka they're all really great like imaginative interesting shows and there's plenty that you do as well which are, I'm sure you, you would you would chuck into the ring um, as well for me from a point of view as someone who really likes the industry I just think it's lazy I think it's detrimental I think it, if you're just going to use it as a vehicle to do a, do a comedy routine that's exactly the same every week um, and put a mic in front of you in front of a computer rather than in front of an audience it's. I think it's a shame. I think it kind of limits the industry. I, I also think that. Um, and that's Captain Stabbin saying that. That's me saying that with the captain's hat on. <laughs> I'm the podcast captain for the day. Um, uh, I also, I'm really tired, so I'm a bit grouchy, so I'm yeah. moaning about stuff. Yeah. But it's, it, you, just to touch on what you said, it's an extension of the comedy industry, isn't it? Because stand-up comedy, basically, if you want to be a stand-up comedian now and you can't get a big break. Hmm you're probably not good enough because there's so many opportunities, right, that didn't exist before. Yeah, but it's very and, crowded as well. It's a, You know, the, the opportunities go up, but then the, 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 the people having a crack at it go up as well. I don't know. It's, well, it's difficult. It's That's a fair point. But do you know what I mean? Comedy's a massive phenomenon in a way that it never used to be. A certain kind of comedy is. I mean, nobody spends any money on sketch or scripted really anymore. No, exactly. It's That's all, the point. You know, it's, I, I, it's, just, it's just kind of Dave, you know, it's cheap, cheap Dave shows, isn't it? Exactly, but do you know what? There's another good example I'll give you, which is I think is related. It's like take Taskmaster for example. Yeah, mm. Taskmaster is a really good idea for a show, right? There's loads of good series of it. I like it. I, I think it's nowhere near as good as it could be. And the reason for that is they will only put comedians on it. Yeah. So yeah. comedians who only really... I mean, it's, it's, they're notorious for only really caring about themselves, right? It's, it's all about them. They're up on stage. <laughs> You're very it's anti-comedian. True, right? It's true. Some, most it's true. of them, yeah, but some of them hate themselves more than they like themselves, so it's fine. That, I think all of them, is that's the case. But, but, but Taskmaster would be amazing if you had a broader kind of um, pool. Like I yeah. think, for example, and he's not going to thank me for saying this, and I've never had a conversation with him about it, I think Rick Edwards would be brilliant on Taskmaster because he's clever and he's, he's, he's naturally very charismatic and he would solve the task in like a completely different way and it'd be really interesting. Whereas they were only used comedians and, and it's no coincidence the best people who've ever been on Taskmaster are people who are all genuinely, like people who are genuinely eccentric like Nish Kumar, Bob Mortimer, Sally Phillips, those types. They're the best people. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, who cares? But 
it's mad. It's a whole, it's, I think it's a lazy. I also get really pissed off when people get pissed before they do podcast recordings. I think that's so disrespectful to the industry, but that's probably just me. Yeah, well, we've we, we've canned a few episodes. Not of this, not of us, but outside uh, people. I've I've canned a couple of episodes. We're not doing this. Cannot no. be drunk. Is <laughs> not I th- I funny. Think, I think. I think I've seen people. I'm not going to name them. I've seen people who will stand up on a stage at an event or at a conference talking about how it's now time for podcasting to be taken seriously and considered alongside like your Netflix and all your modern new media kind of platforms and also get pissed doing their podcast recordings. Mm, yeah. Like, do you think people turn up for a day fucking shooting? Pissed. Mm. Not Oliver Reed. You know, back in the day it was different. <laughs> but generally, spe- generally speaking. <laughs> yeah, young people don't drink anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, before we score, Rory's, Rory's not here again, so we're going to. No. I know we're running over time, but I just yeah. want to squeeze a quick email in, Peter, if right. you don't mind. Yeah. Um, is it the one I haven't got um, on me? Yeah, it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. we've got so many. How many emails you got? We've got 12 pages of emails, and you pick yeah. out the one that's having a pop. What's your point? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't have one really. That's oh, kind of, that's be, kind of I, MO, do, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not letting the listenership down. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi, Luke and Pete. I hope you're both well. Well, we'll see if you hope that, <laughs> based on the content of the email. Um, I just have a bit to say about Pete's comments on a recent episode. Pete obviously has some sort of complex about class. You should never assume or judge. Grow up, Pete, for God's sake. Don't make any sweeping generalizations about what you don't know. I come from a very long line of aristocratic, somewhat inbred, going back centuries to the Heian period of Japan uh, families, but I've never felt privileged or entitled, and that's all down to my upbringing. Yes, I know many people in my social circles who are twats, but what can you do? There are twats everywhere, whether you are upper class or working class. Darling, just let it go. I like you regardless. Kind regards, Etsy, not the online shop. Yeah, all right. So posh one, having a go at you. Start the class war. You get to the barricades quickly. A big posh sod with plums in your mouth, and the plums <laughs> have mutated, and they've got beaks. Um, so the one reason I want to do this email is because it make you feel really awkward. So just yeah, do this yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. and then okay. afterwards I'll make a point. All right, okay. Um, I will sometimes say things on the podcast that I have that I have embellished how I actually feel, or it's actually how my gut is feeling but I possibly shouldn't say these things out loud uh, bottle job in summary good on you thanks for listening uh, um, I uh, have clearly got a chip on my shoulder I've spoken about it before um, I, I don't personally think uh, as, a, a, as a white uh, now middle class man uh, I've I've been seriously uh, passed over for anything that, that would upset me um, <laughs> for not having um, so I don't need to worry about that uh, but uh, I think there is there are certain uh, things we need to think about certainly in my corner of the world which is media people with a certain amount of money get on where uh, people with no money this is going brilliant get on. carry on <laughs> this is exactly what I want. I'm going to put my fucking helmet on <laughs> what do you want I don't oh. know like Luke you, are so, you have such a more ordered mind than me you know and the listeners know just point to my captain's hat I am uh, an emotional an, an emotion uh, led emotionally led person who will say things they don't necessarily mean or they haven't really thought about but in their soul they probably feel uh, more strongly than anything um, but they, they but they can't really sort of uh, let me step in it. here what? Etsy listen you presumably like listening to this show a right. big part of listening to this show is putting up is with me you get some you get some great stuff out of Pete right, right. you can't if you don't <laughs> If you don't want the rough, you can't have the smooth. Exactly. Okay. Sometimes the the 
all the the absolutely ridiculous crosshairs of chaos that Pete fires out from randomly every week twice for twice every week will occasionally fix themselves on you mm. right you can't complain about it you just got to you, listen it's not about avoiding the Pete thunderstorms it's, it's about, about learning, learning to, to enjoy in <laughs> Pete's pissy rain <laughs> and we all get it we all get it but I, I do think on a, on a slightly more serious note the central tenet of, it, of Etsy's email mm. uh, is, you know... Don't be prejudiced. Uh, there are twats everywhere. That's yes, a, I that totally agree. You, you, you should, you, you have a responsibility while you should, I think, pursue a, a general philosophy that everyone should be treated equally, everyone should be egalitarian as much as possible, wherever they're from, whatever their background, and we should dismantle this ridiculous class thing that goes on in Britain still now, which we, you, Pete and I both would have been a victim of. Um, but some twats can't just, pay the rent. Yeah, if That's we're just speaking about class. But on the other hand, you have a responsibility in a personal level to take people as you find them. She, she's absolutely right. You know, mm. I, I've got plenty of mates. Um, some of my closest friends are from very, very well-to-do, upper-middle-class, upper-class backgrounds. And you've got to take them as you find them. That's and I, it. I hate them. I hate them anyway. <laughs> like, Pete's really close with Boris Johnson, for example. Exactly, yeah. We get on. Um, they get on fine. There's actually yeah. a, there's ITV4 are doing a... Um, Pete and Boris are doing a, um, a Canal Journeys show on ITV4. <laughs> we are, yeah. Um, yeah. It's so cheap oh, to make. Boris, you've messed up the lock again. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm so sorry. I dropped all of the, I pushed the dog in the water. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> Boris, we're never going to make it to <laughs> Hereford on time now because we've got to take the dog to the vet because you drowned it. <laughs> I'm spilled out of the flower cordial all down myself. Boris, stop uh. looking at that woman. <laughs> Boris, it's not a woman, it's a mermaid. But Boris, get out of the water, mate. Boris! Stop galloping through that flower-lined meadow after those oh. women. They don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Anyway, that, so Etsy, we really appreciate yeah. your email. Thank you, I Etsy. enjoyed reading it. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it bubbling through. It did make me uncomfortable, but I, yeah. I stand by pretty much everything I say. I am uncompromising at the end. Yay. Pete, Pete I, I reckon you're one of the only people I know who claims consistently to stand by everything you say yeah but also claims in the next breath to consistently never remember what they say that's fair uh, that, so it's basically like you said I'm yeah. sure it's probably fine yeah Sh- shall we yeah. Uh, shall we leave the final word of the show uh, to this gentleman up yours woke moralists we'll see who cancels who <laughs> oh, that is chilling that is absolutely chilling shout out to Jordan for not uh, crying though yeah, lo- yeah, it was four, four and a half seconds in which John Peterson didn't have a cry because he's eating too much meat. <laughs> I, I loved it when he gets an interview and she goes to him, uh, are you still doing your all beef diet? Uh, and he goes, yes. She goes, what's it like? And he just looks at her in the eye and goes, I wouldn't recommend it. So what are you doing it then? What are you doing it? Yeah. He, that, that, that clip has become a bit of a, a, bit of a meme uh, remixed uh, at will to everything, uh, into everything. Uh, because I don't know why he did... He, he, it was in the middle of some kind of anti-trans rant or some fucking nonsense that fucking fascist fucking says. But, he, um, but he's just looking down the, ca- down the camera, uh, like in, delivering it in the same way that uh, Tim Curry delivers a line in uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert uh, back in the day about going into spice. It just looks like um, you're playing oh, like yeah. a, a strategy game and uh, and a little man's popped up and he said this up yours woke moralists <laughs> we'll see who cancels it's not like the end of the level in an rts where you've just failed and it, or, why, or why, is even. It, why is it why is it the um the people who most want respect culture <laughs> slash race slash kind of you know social war yeah 
via the internet yeah. are consistently the people who most look like they will die in the first <laughs> battle. Like, and, uh, Jordan Peterson, he looks like you can snap him like a twig. Yeah. He's, he's dead straight away. Alex Jones, the crazy guy in the US, he'll have a heart attack in five seconds. Yeah, fair. That Tom Harwood yeah. guy... That Tom Harwood guy would literally just be screaming, not the face, not the face, not the face. <laughs> Darren Grimes would fall over. You know what he'd be doing. You know what he'd be up to, yeah. mate. You know, what are you doing yeah. behind that tree, Grimesy? <laughs> Grimesy would be having a lovely old time, a proper danger <laughs> wank. You know, it's it's a mad world in which we live. And hopefully Luke and Peter can provide a bit of respite from yeah. that for just laughing at it. Yeah. Get yourself back to your car boot cell. Right. I'm going to go myself back to bed because I am absolutely knackered. My calves and feet are in pieces after that 42,000 stepper yesterday. Oh. Oh, were um, you up at six o'clock driving to a car boot in Dunton? Don't think so, mate. Talk no, to me when that's the case. Yeah, I, I exercised so much yesterday. I did that thing which people listening will probably recognise, um, where your body is like burning still. You can't calm it down. Oh, you, you, what is that about? You sort of like you just fit. Yeah. You, you, your legs are just popping off. Yeah, so I had to watch um, uh, an episode and a half of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares before I could get to sleep. Um, so. Um, <laughs> Pete, what we should also say to the listeners is that um, Rory's not here. You're right. Reddit, so you're Reddit, and I'm going to do a synopsis. So if there's any mistakes, okay. then it's not Rory's fault; it's our fault. It's not. Did you nearly burp the word Rory there? <laughs> you know, I'm adjusting my um, oh, my hat. hat. All right, and then uh, one of my hairs got caught in the hat, and it was really painful. Rory, Rory. <laughs> yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah. That was about as the sound of me in pain. But, right, trying, cool. but the show must go on, darling. Lovely, smashing stuff. Uh, well, I've got a holy triforce of horrible stories that happened. Uh, while I was wearing Cornwall uh, to, to, to give you oh, on, great. We'll uh, do that on Thursday's Thursday. show. So uh, we'll, we'll see you then for more Luke and Peter. If you want to get to the show in the meantime, I'm going to go with me for being a, uh, a, a little classist twat. Uh, hello at LukeandPeterShow.com is the way to do that. Ta-ta! See you later. Up yours, wolf moralists. Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to bat 
battle druids in wizard duels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard duel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>